0: Thanks, Utsile. It's uh, six and a half minutes past twelve. Indeed, this is uh, Midday Live, SFM 104 to 107. Uh, I welcome your SMSs on uh, 34701. Your tweets are welcome. At Kuala P News, uh, one uh, sad story here is that of uh, Soweto Marathon being cancelled uh, because of uh, lack of funds. But I see here uh, the Soweto Marathon Trust has, uh, we told, has failed to raise a minimum budget of uh, five million rand. But uh, uh, the trust has put the blame squarely on the door of uh, the uh, Athletic South Africa uh, president, there James. Even they saying that uh, he took the five million rand uh, broadcast rights that was paid by the SABC into uh, ASA, and uh, he is refusing to release it. So. Uh, It's a sad, sad story this one. But also it's interesting to note that uh, visa talks uh, with uh, the United Kingdom uh, are still continuing. South Africans will still be required to get visas before visiting the UK for now but progress is being made in negotiations between the two governments uh, to lift the visa requirement, says uh, British Foreign Secretary William Hague. Some of the uh, stories coming through today. All right, it's uh, seven minutes past uh, 12. This is Midday Live, SFM 104 to 107, but also the case by lobby group Freedom Under Law. Uh, seeking a review of uh, the withdrawal of uh, criminal charges against uh, suspended crime intelligence boss Richard Mjuli is underway at the North Houghton. High Court in Pretoria So we'll be looking at uh, that particular story Uh, To our top story this hour The Eastern Cape Health Crisis Action Coalition Has briefed uh, or rather is briefing The media uh, on a special Section 27 And Treatment Action Campaign's Investigative report Into the collapse of the health system In the Eastern Cape The report seeks to address uh, the deteriorating Health care there And uh, of course uh, it was compiled uh, Throughout uh, 2012 and uh, 2013 well, there are uh, media briefings happening here in uh, Johannesburg and uh, the Eastern Cape So we're trying our reporters Makaya Komisa, in the Eastern Cape And of course uh, we hope to talk to our health, uh, senior health reporter here in Gauteng uh, Tabile Mapanga But first let's uh, start with um, uh, the researcher at uh, Rural Health Advocacy Project Kwa Zimbata who joins us on the line about uh, this uh, report uh, Mr. Zimbata, good afternoon to you
1: Hello.
0: Hi, Kwa Zimbata. Good afternoon to you. All right, uh, we have dropped that line to Kwa Zimbata. We're hoping to talk to our reporters, also in the uh, Komisa in the Eastern Cape, and uh, talk to Tabile Mapanga as well, who are on that uh, particular story. And uh, we're hoping to talk to the chairperson of uh, Freedom Under Law, Judge Johan Krichler, uh, the case by uh, his group, his lobby group is seeking a review of uh, the withdrawal of criminal charges against suspended crime intelligence boss Richard Nduli is underway at the North Gauteng High Court in Pretoria last year. You may remember the group launched an application to the court for an urgent interim order blocking the National Police Commissioner, Ria Piecha from assigning any functions or duties to Mzuli until the outcome of Freedom Under Law's main application. So we'll be looking at uh, that uh, particular story. It's uh, 10 minutes uh, past uh, 12 right now, and this is Midday Live, SAFM
2: 104-107. SAFM brings you live, interactive, topical news From current affairs, global warming debates, women's issues, to interviews with top literary connoisseurs. To join our conversations, visit our website on safm.co.za. Follow us on Twitter at SAFM Radio or simply like our Facebook page, SAFM Radio. SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. Every weekend, SAFM brings you the people at the center of the stories. We give you a clear perspective on national and international events. Find out how on Weekend AM Live from 6 every Saturday and Sunday morning. SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. Midday Live on SAFM, 104 to 107.
0: Ten minutes uh, past uh, 12, midday live, SFM 104 to 107. We go to our reporter, Makaya Gomisa, in the Eastern Cape. As you heard, the Eastern Cape Health Crisis Action Coalition uh, has briefed the media on uh, special uh, Section 27 and uh, Treatment Action Campaign's investigative report into the collapse of the health system in uh, the Eastern Cape. The report seeks to address the deteriorating health care there. Makaya Gomisa, good afternoon to you. What can you tell us about uh, the the briefing really here? What came out of it? uh, But uh, what is contained in the investigative report?
3: Well, Monty, the report that was with here by the Eastern Federation Crisis, it focused mainly on the shortage of doctors. You will remember that in the instance, there is a chronic shortage of doctors and nurses. So the report was telling more about that and the frustration uh, of the doctors and nurses due to this problem. It also talks um, uh, about the, 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 the dilapidating clinics and, and, and hospitals in the province and also the shortage and unavailability of medicine. Uh, the, uh, THC was also a part of the press conference. They told us about the frustration uh, experienced by the by, by the, the patients who want to access the, 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 the AGRs and, and They say that in most rural clinics and hospitals these medicines are not available at all and, 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 and in some cases uh, patients have to, have to travel more than 35 kilometers in order to access uh, these medicines. So these are some of the of the, of the of the issues that came out of the briefing uh, bonding.
0: But you're talking about a shortage of doctors and uh, dilapidating infrastructure. But does that then point to a complete collapse of uh, the health system in the Eastern Cape, as uh, purported by uh, the coalition, Section 27, and TAC?
3: Well, that, 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 that's what they told us, Mundi. They, 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 they also said that there is also uh, in some clinics, uh, for instance, there are no, there are no equipment. And that in some clinics, uh, for instance, people talk about the shortage of nurses and doctors, they say that in some clinics, for instance, they say that there's a clinic in New South where they were supposed to, uh, to have uh, six nurses, but that clinic has been talking, they think that there's only one death and that there are long tubes of patients who want to access the, 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 the health services, but they can't because... There is only one nurse, and some of people, they think that they are turned away because, because of this problem, uh, uh, Bongi.
0: What's been the reaction from uh, the Department of uh, Health?
3: The, uh, the press conference, uh, Bongi, was held here in East London. Now we are, uh, we are going to drive to Bisho to speak to the NEC or the spokesperson of the department. We have already made that ar- ar- arrangement. So we are going to get back uh, as soon as we get in Bisho, Bongi.
0: Do you know, though, if uh, they've uh, seen the report... Do you know if the department has already seen the report? Uh, according
3: to my sources, the, 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 the department has not yet received the 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 the, the, the report. But I, I know that there are some officials, senior officials within the department. We have already seen
0: the report. All right. uh, Thank you very much, uh, Makaya Komisa, our reporter in the Eastern Cape. Let's talk to uh, Gwazi Mbata right now. We tried him earlier on. He's a researcher at Rural Health Advocacy Project. Mr. Mbata, good afternoon to you. Good afternoon. How are you, doing? I'm fine. Thank you very much. Please help us understand your role as a Rural Health Advocacy Project in this whole uh, action and investigation.
4: Oh, okay. My role here as a researcher, I'm working as a researcher for Rural Health Advocacy Project. So I am the person who's going to the ground collecting stories with regards to healthcare service delivery. We're actually comparing the stories of the, the experiences for people who are accessing services in the rural areas, and people who are accessing services in urban areas, which is very crucial. So we believe this is coming from the Constitution. Our constitution doesn't say if you are living in an open area, because has to receive the services that are better than the others.
0: So hmm. if you
4: are coming from the area, an open area, you should be receiving the same services as others.
0: So I, I want to believe then that uh, uh, the information that you collected in the Eastern Cape uh, forms part of uh, the, the, the whole investigative report that is being presented today by the Action Coalition, Section 27 and TAC, correct? And what did you find? What does the report say?
4: Actually, the findings are showing that uh, the Eastern Cape Department of Health is really collapsing when it comes to services. Mainly, I would study the issue of the, the infrastructure within the provinces, the facilities, the hospitals, the equipment, the shortage of staff. and a serious problem of uh, shortages of employees and the human resource within the department is, is very critical and serious. It's also maintenance of staff in most of the, the, the districts that we have visited. So it, it is very serious. It is very serious So it needs uh, some intervention from the uh, people pool or from the society, not only from the, the department itself, but we do need to push the department, the civil society organizations, to make sure that all these challenges. And, and, and also all these problems that the department uh, is having are addressed.
3: Mm. So we're
4: looking forward to make sure that we, we represent and advocate for those people who cannot advocate for themselves. Mm. So that is why we're pushing for this march this coming Friday, to make sure that we convey our dissatisfaction as and the coalition and also the people of the K because it's not about the coalition, but it's about the people of the cape to make sure that we convey our when it comes to the issue of service delivery in the healthcare service.
0: But comparing the needs, the current situation right now, which is uh, informed by mm-hmm. your research, and uh, the, the problem, and, and the current uh, uh, governance or government uh, uh, reaction to, to the situation, to the health system in the Eastern Cape, which you said is collapsing, mm-hmm. what needs to be done?
4: No, like I, was, like I was saying in the beginning, we need to, to work hand-in-hand hand with the department. The problem is the department, in most of the cases, doesn't want to work with non-governmental organizations, community, community-based organizations. Those are the people who work there at community level, at level. Those are the people who understand the implementation itself. When you go to the district level, they will tell you that is where the implementation is taking place. But no, when you're ignoring those people, you are not going to understand the problems, the challenges, the implications that are there. Do, do you That's think it's logical. because
0: the, the, the Department of Health in the Eastern Cape does not understand the challenges that are facing people uh, so that then they are forced to work with you? Or can they go it alone and say, we need doctors here. I Working think, with uh, with uh, I organizations think, like yourselves will not uh, fill those, those posts of the doctors in certain hospitals. So we need money to to fill those posts?
4: Yes, I, I strongly believe they do see the need and they know and they are aware. But I'm sure the problem is, is ignorance. They are ignoring it and most of the problems that we have encountered within the province, there is too much of politics involved where you do not need. Like for instance, when you're talking about the administration of the government, you don't need politics. We need to be addressed without the intervention of the politics. So they politicize a lot of issues where there is no need, even if it's not necessary. So that's what they are doing. Okay. So I think that's a, that's a setback of the province at this point in time. The politicians themselves, they don't want to respond to problems, to issues, but they attack those people who are telling them about the problems that the, the COVID is experiencing. So that needs to be called a
0: Okay, we got you. Thank you very much, He is a researcher at Rural Health Advocacy Project, of course, talking about uh, the situation in uh, the Eastern Cape, the health situation in the Eastern Cape. The report that uh, they've released suggests that uh, the, the system has collapsed completely in the Eastern Cape. What's your view about this? Maybe just uh, this uh, one SMS coming from uh, Kaya in Mangaung saying that my mom was admitted at uh, All Saints Hospital in Engobo and could not be helped in a week. I took her to Hroteskir Hospital in uh, Cape Town. She was uh, helped and operated on in only 24 hours after admission. Thanks, Kaya in Mangaung. At 20 minutes past 12. (music) Top story this hour. More than 100 people have been arrested following violent protest in a waterworks near Protea Clan, Soweto, south of Johannesburg. Looking at the markets this hour, gold is trading at $1,365.20 an ounce. Platinum at $1,481.50 an ounce. The rand is trading at $9.95 cents against the U.S. dollar at 15 rand 68 to the pound and at 13 rand 20 to the euro.
2: Being born with retinal blindness is like being locked inside yourself, half seeing, half blind. But now there's a cure in sight, and the key is gene therapy. Soon, through this miracle of science, thousands of children will get the gift of sight. Join Retina South Africa in making their dream come true. SMS DREAM to 38267 and donate 10 Rand or go to za. Free SMSs do not apply and prices exclude that.
4: Just when you think you missed that one conversation in that one show?
2: no, you didn't.
4: <laughs> Check, catch it once again on Overnight, 12
2: midnights to 4 a.m. Here yeah, with, with me, me <laughs> SFM, South Africa's news and information leader.
0: Let's agree yeah. to disagree and vice versa and just get the job done, right? So we can all yeah. be singing Kumbaya. Man and Manda, don't, kumbaya. don't argue with the customer. Don't argue. Even if he's wrong, it's like when you're in a and Manda, and then a guy with his all star steps on your
3: toe. You don't actually say slap him, no, no. You say, you know what, my foot went under your foot by mistake. And
5: then, you know, the one not be fight. <laughs> <laughs> Tony Xiongwe, every weekday, 4 to 6 a.m., what I fan, as I bring you Heads Up.
2: Midday Live on SAFM, 104 to 107.
0: The Fuel Retailers Association has expressed optimism that uh, its wage talks with uh, striking employees will yield positive results. The talks will resume this afternoon and are expected to continue until tomorrow. Workers affiliated to Metal Workers Union, NUMSA, downed tools on Monday, demanding, among other things, a 30 rand per hour pay increase. A march has been
5: scheduled to take place in Witbank, Bumalanga today. Edwin Cidi reports. The strike action in the motor and fuel industries by more than 70,000 workers is in support of their demand for higher wages. Workers cited a deadlock in talks with the employer bodies, the retail motor industry and the fuel retail association. NUMSA is seeking a double-digit increase in a peace clause amendment to prevent companies from pushing for higher productivity without added financial incentives. The strike started at a slow pace, but now it appears that the industrial action is gaining momentum. The strike has affected fuel stations, panel beaters and manufacturers of car parts, NUMSA spokesperson Castrongobese says they expect the employer to make a new wage offer.
4: As a union, we have always been prepared to go back to the battling table and resolve the ongoing strike. It has never been our intention to go on strike, but the strike was imposed on us by the employers. We are open to engagement. If the employer presents a decent offer, we can take it back to our members for
3: a mandate.
5: Talks to resolve the wage strike are set to resume today with the parties expected to reach a compromise. The Fuel Retail Association's Regis says both parties should be prepared to compromise.
6: Uh, the Fuel Retail Association has always positioned ourselves in that uh, approach mm. of being you know, constructive and open upfront about some business realities. And I think both parties need to come to the realities Uh, that is facing us, both the employees, and also facing uh, the employers. All we are saying is that, you know, uh, in any negotiation table, there is an employer value proposition, and that needs to be taken into account. a also
0: an employee proposition.
5: There have been incidents of intimidation reported in some parts of the country. Two photographers were attacked by striking workers in Gauteng. One was attacked with a stick for taking pictures of striking workers in Kempton Park. A journalist's camera was smashed by angry striking petrol attendants. Other incidents were reported in Isando. In Cape Town, reports say filling station owners have resorted to hiring homeless people to fill up cars. About 4,000 NUMSA workers are expected to march in Red Bank Mpumalanga today. Yesterday, Satao in the Free State said truck drivers who deliver fuel to petrol stations are afraid that their trucks will be attacked. However, Satao spokesperson Vincent Matabuhe says they support the NUMSA strike.
4: Well, let us tell, we are not necessarily in the in the in the strike. However, we, we, we pledge our solidarity with Nunta about Nunta and all its members on their revolutionary demands for the living wage, the increase of their salary, for take rent out. Uh, we call for our employers to respond to their call.
0: And uh, that report by Edwin C D here in Johannesburg. We go to KwaZulu Natal. Uh, in Pietermaritzburg where Major General Bertuel Zuma is currently appearing before the Pietermaritzburg Regional Court. Zuma is appearing on charges relating to drunk driving and evading police rela- relating to an incident in 2008. The National Prosecuting Authority has uh, confirmed that uh, Magistrate Riyad Abrahams was not available yesterday but uh, that he is expected to be in court today. National Police Commissioner Ria Piecha announced Zuma's appointment as Gauteng Police Commissioner last month but then we drew it when it emerged that uh, he had a case pending against him. Our reporter, Minoshni Pillay, is uh, in Peter Maritzberg. Good afternoon to you, Minoshni. Good afternoon. The, uh, yesterday we heard that uh, Magistrate Riyad uh, Abrams was not available. Was that the reason why then uh, this matter had to be postponed to today?
7: Yes, the only reason the National Prosecuting Authority would give us was that uh, Magistrate Abraham was attending a court um, he is, however, present today at the Peter Regional Court, um, and the trial actually has just kicked off about some twenty minutes ago, so a room full of journalists that have been waiting from about eight o'clock this morning, uh, and, and the trial has just kicked off. <laughs>
0: All right, before we get to the trial, I just want to know if how much you know about this. Uh, I, I would not know, but uh, has uh, uh, Major General Robert Zuma attracted so much attention or is this uh, as a result of uh, his uh, short stint as uh, the, the, the boss here in uh, in Gauteng?
7: Um, yeah, I think it's a bit of both. Uh, just to give you an indication, the front page of one of the major newspapers in Peter Maritzburg today uh, that is the lead story. The fact that um, you know he is appearing on these ch- four, four related drunken driving charges, and that is the lead story. You know, it's unfortunate that he has come under the spotlight, but uh, it's primarily because of his, as you say, uh, his very few hours that he was elected as a provincial police lieutenant, in Chang.
0: All right, talk us through the the appearance and the proceedings then uh, at the Peter Maresberg Court.
7: All right. Well, as I say, it's just recently kicked off some 20 minutes ago, so I've just stepped outside to talk to you. Uh, but um, the lady that has taken the stand to give evidence for the state is Karen Tanya Bishop. Now, she is the Senior provincial Inspector in Peter Marisburg for the Road Traffic Inspectorate. And she's giving evidence as to how the accused was actually arrested. Quite detailed evidence, and it actually is collaborating pretty well with the fact that we know already uh, that the accused was stopped at a roving patrol for, you know, drunken driving, that he was asked, that he was waved down by police. She's given evidence that she was indeed in full police uniform with a reflective jacket that they did put the sirens on on their vehicle uh, and proceeded to follow the suspect through the streets of, uh, of Peter Maris, but to ascertain whether he was, in fact, drunk or not. She further went on to say that when they did indeed check down the vehicle, it was stationary and parked at a residence outside the residence. Uh, and that once they asked the accused to step out of the vehicle uh, and proceeded to conduct a breathalyzer test on him, um, that he was found to be over the legal alcohol limit. She specifically mentioned he was sitting at 0.65 milligrams per 1,000 milliliters. Now, that's three times over the legal alcohol limit. Uh, She just proceeded to the part where she's talking about the fact that the suspect then proceeded to try and evade police and run away from them when they tried to handcuff him. And it was at this point that he jumped a gate at that property where his vehicle was parked and proceeded to, to gain entry into the house. Now, it was at that point that I've stepped out to speak to you, but I'm sure we will bring you further details um, of his alleged evasion of this attempted arrest later on.
0: Alright, I'll tell you what, Minoshni, I'm going to release you now so that you go back inside and uh, get us more details of that Thank you very much, Minoshni play is our reporter in uh, KwaZulu-Natal in Durban, reporting on Major General Bertel Zuma currently appearing before the Peter Moritzberg Regional Court in uh, KwaZulu-Natal 29 minutes past 12, just one SMS uh, from Bonfa saying that, uh, Bunga, I have uh, a feeling that Peggy uh, Kele should be brought back into police service, his presence and uh, ef- uh, effectiveness uh, is really missing, how do listeners feel uh, let's campaign for his comeback, uh, says Bond for that. it's uh, 12.30 right now and uh, it's time for the news headlines as we say good afternoon to Sir Utsile Saku thanks Bongi, in the headlines at 12.30 a Minister in the Presidency, Collins Shabani says there's been an improvement in the past year's performance assessments of national and provincial departments he's been briefing journalists at parliament More than 100 people have been arrested following violent protests in waterworks near Protea Glen Soweto, south of Johannesburg. Residents of the informal settlement began protesting in the early hours of this morning, demanding better service delivery in the area. And one miner has died at Harmony Gold. The employee was reported missing at Kusasaleto Mine near Coltonville yesterday afternoon. Back to Bongi. Thank you very much Saku. Let's go now to Cape Town and say good afternoon to Shadow Twilight. It's Wednesday today. What's up between 1 and 2 this afternoon?
8: Hello, Bongi. Last Wednesday we had a huge interest in a topic we discussed, which was um, homeschooling. So we've invited uh, Leand von Warstrom to join us again uh, to continue on the subject and get callers to participate And then later on we speak with Mukundi Lambani, who's the Johannesburg producer of the 48-hour film project. That's the show.
2: Midday Live on SAFM, 104 to 107.
0: And the show indeed uh, looking good. Shadow between 1 and 2 this uh, afternoon. Uh, just one SMS here also coming from Beggy Chris saying that they removed Dr. Korkwana in the hope that uh, things will improve, but uh, they have gone worse. Uh, Eastern Cape is in dire need of a leader who will root out corruption there. That's Beggy uh, Chris uh, writing about uh, the situation and in that investigative report in uh, the Eastern Cape. Let's go further afield now. U.S. President Barack Obama says he understands that uh, many people in America are sick and tired of uh, the war but has repeated assurances that there would be no prolonged action as was the case in afghanistan obama says the u.s will work with russia on its proposal to persuade syria to destroy its chemical weapons stockpile but that america would maintain the threat of force should diplomacy fail he has asked Congress to postpone a vote on action while diplomacy is pursued. Obama's speech comes as international divisions emerge over Syria with a United Nations Security Council meeting called off uh, at a short notice. Let's listen to this uh, BBC report.
3: Tonight I want to talk to you about Syria.
9: The football was switched off the screens at this barbecue grill as the President made his primetime address to the nation. Let me make something
5: clear. The United States military doesn't do pinpricks. Even a limited strike will send a message to Assad that no other nation can deliver.
9: This group skeptical, so's the nation. The president told the country he would delayed a vote in the US Congress while he worked with Russia on a proposal to persuade Syria to give up its chemical weapons.
5: It's too early to tell whether this offer will succeed. And any agreement must verify that the Assad regime keeps its commitments. But this initiative has the potential to remove the threat of chemical weapons without the use of force.
9: But the president says he'll take military action if needed. People here say the way he's handled things has been confusing.
8: I hated President Bush's foreign policy, but at least he had a foreign policy. I don't know what President Obama's doing, because this is not foreign policy, this is pure chaos.
2: We as a country, we don't have the credibility to play policeman anymore, and that's exactly what we're doing. Um, We can't get the buy-in of our own people, much less the buy-in of the international community.
9: So have the President's words swayed anyone here. How many of you support military strikes in Syria? The views expressed here are hardly scientific, but they do reflect wider public opinion in America. With some polls suggesting that as many as 7 in 10 oppose military action against Syria. One speech is unlikely to change minds dramatically in a country which feels that action against Syria could damage America's credibility and could also damage the president's too.
0: And uh, for more on this now, we're joined on the line by the director of uh, the Afro Middle East Center, Nahim Jinnah. Nahim, uh, the, the credibility of uh, the U.S. president is on the line here. Uh, is, it, is it true to, to read it in that fashion?
6: I, I think to some extent it is true, um, and, you know, I, I, I smiled when I heard one of the comments there about uh, at least Bush had a foreign policy. Um, certainly Obama's foreign policy has been confused, uh, confusing, and um, the way in which he's been um, kind of vacillating on, <clears throat> on on the Syria issue now adds to that. So, um, you know, it, it seems like he wants to attack Syria, but... Maybe he doesn't. Uh, maybe he wants an excuse from from Congress to attack, or maybe he wants an excuse from con- Congress not to attack. Um, and now, you know, calling uh, calling it off. So yes, it is a confused uh, position.
0: And, and in future, really, you will have a difficulty trying to convince people, even if there is a serious need for for him to engage in in such action.
6: Yes, because the, the, the sense uh, that that, uh, that that is given is that he's not really sure um what's going on or or how to react to what's going on and and that sense is um, of course within the the american population uh, but also I, I think it's a sense that that many people around the world uh, get um and and you know that, that's partly perhaps why um he's been lacking the support For his action, even from governments that he previously would have thought were loyal supporters.
0: Mm. Let's look at Russia here, emerging as a as a kingmaker, but also as as the hero of diplomacy uh, on this matter. What do you make of that?
1: So no,
6: I think that russia has played this very smart um very smartly i I don't think that they um they acted entirely on their own though I think that this was in some ways choreographed uh between russia and syria so if if we if we note um, what two days ago um um uh, syrian president bashar al assad uh, gave this interview in english to c b c um, where you know a large part of the interview was essentially directed at members of Congress to tell to tell them uh, U.S. Congress to tell them it was a bad idea to uh, to attack Syria. Um, within hours thereafter, Russia comes out with this proposal, which completely takes the wind out of uh, out of the sails of of those Americans that might want to stage an attack. Um, and within a few hours thereafter, after that proposal was supported by the U.N. Um, and by the British. Um, and uh, Syria announces that they will accept the proposal So I, I think that uh, between between Russia and Syria This was quite a, quite a coup, uh, diplomatically speaking
0: And what happens next now in, in, in Syria But also across the world In the US and uh, in the east, of course, China and Russia What, what will be the next move?
6: Well, the ne- the next move is that there will be some discussion about it and a resolution um, in the UN Security Council, and and then um, there will be possibly a few weeks of discussion about the procedure that will need to be undertaken. Once once that discussion happens and it's decided. Um, then um, it, it will take a few months for inspectors to come in, uh, personnel to come in to, um, to to secure the chemical weapons, to destroy them if, if that's the, the decision, etc. Um, and so the, the, the whole process will last a good few months, which um, which is one reason why uh, a number of skeptics are saying that not only was this a, a diplomatic coup for Russia, but in fact this was probably the uh, the, the best attempt thus far by Russia and Syria to to play for time. Uh, um, In in, in some ways, it it fits into a Syrian um, um, timetable, which is that they want to drag the the conflict out until the 2014 presidential elections, Mm. um, at which time, possibly, um, Bashar al-Assad could make a kind of graceful exit and say, well, I'm not standing for elections again. Um, and and uh, give the um, um, uh, you know present either an image or facade of uh, of democracy taking hold, or actually allow it to, to, to do
0: so. But can you can we see him step down? I mean, uh, this this runs in the family. His father was president for very many years. His brother was earmarked for this until he was killed in a car crash, and then he was a, he was a student studying medicine in in the UK, and then he had to come back and be president.
6: Well, the thing is that over the past uh, year or so, um, his his main allies, um, Russia and and Iran, have been trying to convince him that holding on to power is not a good idea. That uh, that for his own sake, um, holding on to power is not a good idea. Although they have um, they they have told him that that he has their full support, um, but it's not certain that um, after the presidential elections in 2014, if he stands, um, and let's assume he wins, um, you know, if, if he stands, I'm sure that he will win, because uh, the polls will make sure he'll win. So if, if he stands for elections and, and he wins, there's no certainty that uh, that Russia and Iran will give him the level of support that they have been giving him thus far um, right up to this point. So I, I think that that for that reason, he's going to have to reconsider. Besides, um, you know, uh, um, the the, the prospect of governing a country in perpetual civil war is not a great prospect. Um, And and the possibility, um, you know, with all the unpredictabilities, that um, if America got got involved or some other foreign state got involved, that he would be uh, dethroned forcefully Um, is also not a good prospect. So um, the best prospect would be one where he kind of... um, uh, plays the role of the of the gracious statesman, stex, steps back and says that you know even though I can stand for elections again, I don't want to. I'm going to retire on the coast and um, let my people you know uh, rule democratically or whatever the case might be. That that probably is um the best case scenario for him mm. um and would be would be good for for the Russian and Iranian position
0: as well uh, so, some though are questioning Russia's uh, motives here uh, and, and some are saying uh, they're trying to position themselves as uh, as one of the superpowers they want to uh, overtake uh, the, U- the the US but uh, I, I want to ask you in your view uh, their their interest here uh, is it genuine or is it self-serving
6: no no absolutely self-serving i mean <laughs> And, and they would say that that is genuine. Um, you know, whether you talk about Russia, you talk about the United States, or any of the other countries that that we've mentioned in this discussion, all of them are operating on the basis of the of their self-interest or the national interests. Uh, really, none of them is operating on the basis of the interests of the Syrian people. So Russia's interests are completely um, um, self-serving, um, and and anything you know, so so any solution in the long term. Um, that comes out in Syria from Russia's perspective, needs to provide Russia with certain guarantees. You know, forget the, the Syrian okay.
0: people. All right. And, and briefly, lastly, what do you think uh, George Bush will, will think of this, or George Bush Jr. there is, uh, would, do you think that uh, America has lost it?
6: I think he'll probably think that Obama is a wimp, but he'll he'll, he'll probably think that this is what you get when you put Democrats in power, I guess.
0: All right. (laughs) Thank you very much. Naeem China is the director of uh, the Afro-Middle East Center. It's uh, September the 11th, by the way, today, and of course we cast back uh, our eyes back uh, some, how many years? 2011, how many years? 15 years? Oh, all right, uh, they will tell me just now when uh, the, the attacks uh, happened in uh, the U.S. Let's talk now to the chairperson of Freedom Under Law, uh, Judge Johan Krichler. The case by lobby group Freedom Under Law seeking a review of uh, the withdrawal of criminal charges against suspended crime intelligence boss Richard Mzulli is uh, underway at the North Hauteng High Court in Pretoria. Last year, the group launched an application to the court for an urgent interim order blocking the National Police Commissioner Ria Pieja from assigning any functions or duties to Mdluli until the outcome of uh, their main application. Uh, good afternoon to you, uh, Judge Crickler.
1: Good afternoon to you and to your listeners. Uh,
0: help us understand, what are you seeking a review on?
1: We The, the case started last year because it looked as if General Mdluli against whom very serious charges of murder and rape and abduction, on the one hand, and corruption and abuse of state funds, on the other hand. These charges had been leveled against him. They had then been withdrawn without explanation, both the criminal charges and the disciplinary charges. And it looked in April, May last year as if General M. Blueley was going to go back to being at the nerve center of the SAPS's Crime Intelligence Unit. We thought that this was extremely dangerous to the public interest. We thought that the decisions to reverse the prosecution decision and the the disciplinary decision should be reviewed, should be explained, should be examined, and if irrational and illegal, should be set aside. Mm. We got the interdict freezing the position. It's now the second leg. The judges are looking at the substantive merits of the decisions, not to prosecute uh, General Lindley.
0: Do you think uh, the, the judge will, will, will rule in your favour? Is this a winnable case for you?
1: Uh, I wouldn't ever try to predict what the judge would do. That would be uh, improper of me. He's got the job now. We had legal advice that suggested that we had a good case, we have put that case before the judge. The respondents think we haven't got a good case. They put their defense before the judge, and it's now up to Judge Murphy to decide. Uh, We hope he decides in our favor, but there it is.
0: Mm, But uh, the the suspended uh, intelligence, uh, boss, Richard Nzuli, has has never been found guilty on, on any on any issue, really, why, why would you be pushing for him not to be assigned any functions? Why would you push for him to, to stay at home?
1: We are not pushing for him to stay home. We are pushing for the charges against him to be brought to court so that he can hear, so that he can defend himself. If he is innocent, fine, then, it's, then he goes forward with the full confidence of the people of South Africa. But when you have initial decisions to prosecute, then with dawn, in questionable circumstances, we say, let's rather have this thing out in the open and not somewhere in a quiet office where nobody knows what the considerations were. It's a matter of accountability, transparency, confidence, public confidence in the way public wielders of power are wielding that power. It's the rule of law. That's
0: what it's about. And uh, Judge Krichler, help me understand this. Uh, how do you feel about suggestions that uh, uh, the Freedom Under Law really is uh, working with the Democratic Alliance here, is ent- entering into politics to have uh, corruption charges uh, uh, against uh, President Jacob Zuma reinstated? re-instated. Uh, do you do you concur with that, or do you uh, do you think it's it's out of line?
1: It's not only out of line. It's off the wall. It's a suggestion that's never been put to us. It's completely off the wall. We have absolutely nothing to do with the DA. We started this case in April May last year, long before any political issue was involved. We are pursuing our case for the simple, straightforward reasons that we have given. We believe that it's vital in the interests of the people of South Africa that you do not have a man, with a suspect record in a position where those charges against him have not been thrashed out. It's that simple. If it has political implications one way or the other, it doesn't matter to us. If he is found not guilty, we would be as happy as we be, would be if he is found guilty. We just believe that there should be a hearing, that there should be a proper airing of the charges. If that's for the DA or against the DA, doesn't matter one bit to us.
0: Okay. Well, thank you very much, Judge Johan Krichler. He is the chairperson of Freedom Under Law. It's uh, eight, 13 minutes now to one, and uh, we say now good afternoon to M'Po More of Sasfin Securities as we look at uh, your lunchtime market updates. M'Po, how are we trading after another record close yesterday?
10: Uh, good afternoon, Bongi. market is trading low on uh, profit-taking and a uh, rent. Markets are mixed in Europe where the food is down zero point one of a percent, tax up half a percent, and the cake foot is zero point one of a percent lower. Back to the JC we've got the gold index down two percent, resource index down one point two percent, industrial index down zero point two of a percent, financial index up zero point one of a percent, the overall market is down 159 points, or 0.36 of a percent, to 43,387 points.
0: The number of uh, results coming out, I see, uh, EOH, MMI Holdings, RBM and uh, SASFIN.
10: Yes, uh, mainly dominated by financials. Uh, we'll start with EOH. They released their full year result. Uh, headline earnings per share were up uh, 34% to 339.1 cents, as against 253.1 cents previously. Revenue was up uh, 40% to 5 billion rands. A final gross dividend of uh, 95 cents per share was declared. EOH is currently trading 0.35% higher at 66 rands and 80 cents. MMI Holdings also released their full year result. Headline earnings per share came in at 100 two cents as against 145 cents previously. A final gross dividend of uh, 76 cents per share was declared. MMI is currently trading two point one five percent higher at twenty three and forty cents. R B holdings also had their full year results released. Nominalized earnings per share we have twenty-one uh, percent to three hundred and fifty nine point four cents as against the uh, two hundred and ninety six point five cents previously. A final gross dividend of uh, one hundred and four point five cents was declared R&B Holdings is currently trading 1.8% higher at 44 cents and 22 cents. And lastly, SASFIN's uh, full year results were also released. Diluted headline earnings per share were up uh, 22% to 421 cents, as against 344 cents previously. A final gross dividend of 108 cents per share was declared. SASFIN is currently trading 4.1% higher at 36 cents and 50 cents. Any big movers today? Uh, on the upside good JD Group up four point two percent to twenty eight Rands and forty four cents, Roynet up two point three percent to seventy two Rands and fifteen cents associated or up two point one percent to four hundred and ten rands and seventy one cents, Steinhoff up two percent to thirty two Rands and forty five cents, Choprat up one point nine percent to one hundred and sixty six Rands and three cents on okay. the downside good Aveng down three percent to twenty seven Rands and fifty five cents. Goldfields down two point nine percent to fifty rents and twenty two cents. Anglo Gold Ashanti down two and three quarters of a percent to one hundred and thirty three rand and eighty seven cents. Sasso down one point nine per cent to four hundred and seventy nine rand and ten cents and lastly SAB Miller down one and three quarters of a percent to four hundred and ninety rents and twenty six cents.
0: And uh, the latest market indicators?
10: The gold price is currently quoted one thousand three hundred and sixty three dollars and fifty five cents an ounce. Platinum, one thousand four hundred eighty-one dollars and fifty cents a fine ounce. Brand crude, one hundred nine dollars and sixty-six cents per barrel. The Garmin R one five seven is trading at a of six point one percent. And now to our currencies, the rent to the dollar is at nine rands and ninety-one cents. The rent to the euro is at eighteen rands and fifteen cents. The rent to the pound is at fifteen rands and sixty-three cents. Thank you, monkey.
0: Thank you very much, uh, Tumpo Mori of uh, SASFIN Securities.
10: Let's uh, stay uh, with the
0: news from Africa right now. The President of uh, Central African Republic, Michel Dojotia, has removed his military chief of staff, Pierre Dolewayam. This follows weekend clashes where more than 70 people were killed and tens of thousands displaced. Suspected ex-President Francois Bozize's fighters clashed with the Seleka coalition at several locations in the western town of uh, Bosango. The former French colony has slipped into chaos since Bozize was uh, ousted by the Seleka coalition in March. For more on this now, we're joined on the line by the head of uh, the United Nations Office for Humanitarian Affairs, Amy Martin, good afternoon to you. Good afternoon. Amy, just uh, talk us through the current situation, particularly in the Bosango town.
8: Um, in in Bozangoa, the the population uh, of 38,000 people uh, are pretty much displaced into the forest. Um, we estimate 80% of that uh, population are are um, seeking refuge in the forest outside of town. Uh, the situation um, has calmed in terms of the fighting. Uh, However, the town, uh, the east of, of Bosangoa, um, Bo, uh, Buka was also attacked and there were clashes there, um, and, uh, Neha was back into the hands of Seneca. The situation remains volatile and um, very concerning for the humanitarian uh, community.
0: And how are you dealing with the humanitarian situation there? Are you able to reach people uh, people who have been displaced? Are you able to feed them, to clothe them, to even give them shelter?
8: Um, it varies from area to area. We are looking at two provinces that are uh, of concern. Um, they're heavily populated provinces of Central Africa, and uh, we have this uh, into town, and so we have easier, easier access um, to, to this population, and we're registering um, that population now. It's not the same community from, from both Angola. Um, we expect um, the people in bothora to stay in the forest for for uh, a few days or uh, even up to several weeks um, and then uh, perhaps when if things calm down and if they they have a sense that things are calmer in town they will come back to town uh, otherwise they they may try and move to a town called Bodum or or some other place that is safer for them Um it's very difficult to access uh, the community um, in both them, uh medical NGO supporting the hospital there. However, mobile units going outside of town are very difficult uh, for the moment, so people who um, are seeking um, assistance have to come back into the
0: hospital. All right. Amy Martin, thank you very much. Uh, She is uh, the head of uh, the United Nations Office for Humanitarian Affairs. Just uh, two quick SMSs here. This one says, I feel sorry for the people of the Eastern Cape where nothing seems to be working and she must withdraw all their candidates in the next elections, says Lumka there uh, in KwaZulu-Natal. And Bongi, what's right in the Eastern Cape? All what you see is uh, Mlibo and his uh, former trans-K friends, uh, Messing all uh, that's uh, and from Wendy. Bongi, unfortunately, the NC doesn't appear to have the capacity to run the country. While well look at the Eastern Cape compared with the Western Cape. Just some of uh, the MS- SMSs coming through right here on midday live. I've always seen myself owning a game lodge when I retire.
5: There's nothing more rewarding than waking up to a family of water grazing in your front lawn every morning. Old Mutual made it possible for me to learn how a real game launch works for a few days, to let me experience my dream retirement 40 years before it happens. I'm glad I started saving for it at 23. We all have dreams.
0: The only way of making them real is by planning. Call 0860-6060-60 or contact your Old Mutual financial advisor or your broker to get advice on your retirement plan. Let us join
2: you through every stage of your life journey from today. Do great things. Old Mutual, a licensed
0: financial services provider.
5: Don't miss the opportunity to be part of the Durban Business Fair taking place from the 20th to the 22nd of September at the Durban Exhibition Centre. The fair will showcase unique products and services of over 500 exhibitors. You're invited and entrance is free. For more information, visit www.dbnbusinessfair.com. Follow them on Twitter at DBN Business Fair and like their Facebook page, Durban Business Fair. The Durban Business Fair, celebrating 15 years
2: of growing sustainability. Midday Live on SAFM, 104 to 107.